This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little uh, less optimistic than I was a week or two ago. Obviously, having Blake Snell come out and say what he said, that wasn't a real good look for the players. Um, I think if, his, if he had stuck to the narrative of just sticking to the health aspects and being concerned about um, the spread and whatnot, that might have come off a little better. But the last thing 30 million uh, um, out-of-work Americans want to hear about is, you know, some millionaire baseball player uh, complaining that he's only going to get 25 or 30 percent of his of his contract. That is the great Chipper Jones, who will be in the booth for ESPN if they get back to playing some baseball this year on Wednesday Night Baseball. He joined us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 on Wednesday. And if you look at the resume for a player who passed through Jacksonville as we celebrate Jacksonville area baseball here on the show on this Friday, well, there's there's nobody better. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, first overall pick. He's not from Jacksonville. So when you ask Mr. Baseball, it depends what parameters you want to put on it, but memorable three years on the football field and baseball field for Chipper Jones. He was a number one pick in 1990, and uh, we could, we could have another Jacksonville guy be a number one pick coming up pretty soon so uh, we're going to get into that in just a moment we got a bunch of austins coming on austin land is not here today he uh is off and will rejoin us on tuesday when we get back to uh, action uh but we do have a couple of austins coming up here on action sports jacks on espn 690 by the way thanks for hanging out with us all baseball today as we celebrate jacksonville baseball and i know there were some technical issues on the am dial espn 690 in the last half hour so i think those have been fixed and as always you can join us on 10 different platforms on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch with all the video, but also you can stream on ESPN690.com, TuneIn app, Ask Alexa, all those things. So you can always find us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN690, everything back up and running on the radio side as well. Well, I mentioned first overall pick. That was Chipper Jones back in 1990. In 2020, some 30 years later, could we have another? Got to like what you see right out of the gate with Austin Martin. Reached base in 33 straight. Led the Southeastern Conference in hitting. And Blade, Paul, and Clark right in the middle. All guys with 60-plus RBIs. Martin drives the first one high and deep to left. Snyder to the wall. It's gone. One swing, one run. Well, Austin Martin said welcome to Omaha, boys. And Vanderbilt <laughs> won the national championship. They are the reigning champs. And, well, you might be the longest champs ever since the college baseball season got canceled in 2020. Welcome former Trinity Christian Conquer, Vanderbilt star, and maybe one of the top picks in this year's MLB draft, Austin Martin. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good. Uh, is it fun to hear some of those highlights? Uh, yeah, man. Brings back some really good memories. How fun was that? How good? You guys had such a good team. Uh, all the love for Tim Corbin. Uh, you guys uh, were awesome last year in Omaha. It was awesome. I mean, that was the best baseball experience I've ever had in my life. Um, just everything about that, the dynamics of the team, the season, how everything went was just, it was perfect in my book. Uh, I couldn't have put it 
or wouldn't have wanted it to go any better way. I was going to ask you about that because, listen, you, you dream about maybe what's about to happen, right? Uh, get drafted, which you've already been drafted, but this will feel a little bit different perhaps. Uh, and you also dream to be on these big stages, whether it's the World Series in Big League Baseball, whether it's a, a high school state championship, or whether it's Omaha in the College World Series. And you had such a, a great week and a half, two weeks there. How cool was it to deliver in that kind of moment? Um, it was awesome. Like you said, I mean, that's every kid's dream just to even make it to Omaha. So to be able to do that, let alone win it, and just be able to perform well is, uh, I mean, like I said earlier, you can't, you can't ask for anything more. I'm not going to say you've come out of nowhere, Austin, because everybody who grew up around baseball here and knows baseball in the area knows Austin Martin. I think they do. But it, it just shows you we're celebrating Jacksonville baseball. There's so many of you guys. I'm not sure when you were playing at Trinity, everybody's like, wow, this guy could be this good. How much better have you gotten in the last three years at Vanderbilt? 338 average, 392 average, and you were hitting 377 uh, this year before everything stopped. How much better are you? Um, a lot better. I think I'm a completely different ball player than I was three years ago uh, at Trinity Christian. I think, um, I think um, I've matured a lot more, not even just talking about uh, my physical development, but my uh, my mental development has completely changed. I think I... Uh, I think different. I just see the game different. I think I understand it a lot better, which has helped shape me into the player that I am right now. By the way, I think I said 28th round prior. I think it was 37th round in 2017. Did you even think yeah. about uh, going professional at that time, or was it like, ah, no, I'm going to Vanderbilt? No, I mean, of course it's you. Uh, I mean, like you said earlier, it's every kid's dream to want to get drafted, you know, pursue professional baseball. So it, it was definitely something that was on my mind. Um, I was a little conflicted with my decision, not knowing what I really wanted to do in my life yet. But uh, it really did. Uh, it was really a hard decision. But when it came down to it, uh, Vanderbilt was definitely the uh, definitely the right choice and the easier choice to make. Austin Martin with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. All right, man. I mean, you could be the number one overall pick in the 2020 Major League Baseball draft. Some people have you ranked as a second prospect. You never know where it falls. What would it mean to you if you were to be drafted number one overall? Um, I think it would just be it would just be awesome just to see how uh, just all your work paying all your hard work paying off. Um, yeah, it would, it would definitely be a special moment, but. Uh, yeah, not not really looking too much into it right now, but yeah, it would definitely be something that that that'd be cool. Does it matter to you? Does it matter if you're number uh, one or three or five or? Definitely not, man. I just at the end of the day, I just want to go play ball and just whatever team is willing to invest in me and wants me to be their guy, then I'll be their guy. By the way, I got to give you a big thanks, man, because uh, I got a little guy. He's like just turned 15. He's he's five foot tall, 90 pounds. I got to look at some folks that aren't like six three and two forty and say, hey, see, you can do this. Not to say you're little, but you're six foot tall, 170, and might be the number one overall pick in the draft. So I got to give you a little bit of thanks. Could you move to the outfield at at the next level? Where do you see yourself? Um, I mean that's a good question. Can I move? Yeah, uh, just depends on. Uh, the situation of the organization, wherever they need me to play, is where I'm going to play. Do you have a preference? I mean, you, you've been an infielder most of your life, right? I think you started to play a little yeah. center field this year. Uh, yeah, uh, I started playing a little bit of center field my freshman year. Okay, freshman year. Was it was it quite an adjustment or what? Um, no, I mean, I feel like being short and you know using your athleticism at short, it's kind of an easier transition to just bounce around and uh, play different spots. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I was looking at some highlights of you, and I've got, like, there's highlights of you at second and short and third and all, I mean, all over the place. Just a ball player, uh, of course. How disappointed were you uh, with the pandemic and, and having the season, uh, this last season at Vanderbilt, not happen? Oh, I mean, it was it was crazy. I think it hit everybody hard. Um, we were all you gear up for, you know, the spring season for so many months in the fall, and we just got a little taste of it, and it kind of, you know, kind of got stripped away from us. So it was definitely, uh, definitely sucked. You know, definitely sucked. But at the end of the day, I get to spend a lot more time with my loved ones. So I can't really complain too much. Yeah, and the weather's been good, man. I know you've been getting the hacks in. Best of luck. We're, we're pulling for you. We can't wait to see what happens in the next uh, few weeks with the Major League Baseball draft. And thanks for jumping in. All right, man. Appreciate you having me, man. Thank you. Have a good one. You got it. Austin Martin could be the number one overall pick in the 2020 Major League Baseball draft. We go from Austin Martin to another Austin. It's Austin Hayes, who plays for the Baltimore Orioles, played at Jacksonville University. And we have this highlight from Austin. Noah kicks a deal, swinging a high fly ball to center field. That ball has carry. Back it goes. A leaping round. Austin Hayes caught it. He took a home run away from Guerrero. What a play by Austin Hayes. Outstanding defensive play by Austin Hayes. He takes a home run away from Guerrero. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Perfect timing. Great last step to jump up and take it away. That's Austin Hayes out in center field making a heck of a catch. And Austin, you know what I loved about that? Man, you pumped your chest a couple of times. You were fired up after that play. Yeah, everybody gave me a hard time for that. They told me I should act like I've done it before, but my response was I've never done that before, so maybe next time I won't do that. Uh, yeah, come on, man. Have some fun with it. I love the reaction. That was a great play. You robbed the home run in center field. Hey, thanks for joining us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, you are actually one outlier here on the show. I'm celebrating Jacksonville baseball. Most of the folks we're having on today are homegrown. You're actually a Daytona Beach guy, so just down the road, but you played at Jacksonville University. and and. Man, I, I love the trend you're on. You must love it as well. It, it looks like you're you're really really ready to blossom in the big leagues. Yeah, uh, it was really fast rise to the big league, but the last couple of years I had a lot of injuries and uh, didn't perform so well. So to play at six different levels last year and go through two injuries and be able to end up in the big leagues in September and get all the opportunities that I did, the way things worked out, it was very unexpected. Uh, so it meant a lot for to me, to my family, to all the people that have helped me along the way to to be able to take advantage of of that opportunity. Austin Hayes with us, former JU player, and uh, now with the Baltimore Orioles, and, and really a rising star in the Orioles organization here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Man, six different teams. Did you ever remember what zip code you were in? No, a lot of hotels, a lot of travel, a lot of gas money. Um, it was. It was the craziest year I ever could have anticipated. Um, I had a great spring training, and everything was going really well, and I got optioned down. And two days after that, I dislocated my thumb, and it, it just things kind of spiraled downhill from from there. But the second half of the season, I was able to stay healthy, and I performed pretty well in AAA. So uh, I, I can't complain about you know how I responded to some of the things I had to deal with last year. I was going to say, also, how much did that kind of proof – a little something to yourself. I mean, I'm sure you thought you were tough. You know you're tough, all those things. But there's a mental part of that that, that is part of minor league baseball anyway and, and really part of big league baseball. You think that will help you going forward? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're going to play a longer season. You're going to have to deal with bumps and bruises and um, 
everybody wishes they could play every game and never have to deal with injuries, but everybody has to deal with something here and there. So to be able to respond positively from it and work my way back, um, it just shows that I can overcome uh, some tough times and, and just keep pushing through it. Austin Hayes with us, uh, played at Jacksonville University. How cool is it in the sport of baseball? You know, in football, it's like you almost have to come from the SEC, it feels like. In baseball, it's not like that. I mean, heck, you could probably play Division II baseball. You play Juco baseball. You can make it to where you are, and Jacksonville University has proven that. How how good was JU to you in terms of your growth and, and now where you are? Oh, I mean, it was everything for me. Uh, I was a high school guy that uh, a lot of people just – overlooked for whatever reason I had a lot of confidence in myself and felt like I could be a division one player but it just wasn't my time and uh, I was able to go on and and get to play games and get to play summer from JUCO and then um, playing for the DeLand Suns in DeLand which is uh, I'm from DeLeon Springs so it was right down the road I got to stay with my family and um, Coach Hayes actually from JU was the only person that really, really believed in me coming out of high school, and I would have loved to have played for him at Seminole, but he got a great opportunity to go back home, his alma mater, and and go back to Jacksonville where he's from. So I understood his decision to go to JU, and unfortunately I didn't get to play for him at Seminole State. So uh, when I had a good year there and he asked if I wanted to, to move up to a Division One level and play for Jacksonville University, it was a no-brainer because uh, he was there when no one else was. So I, I always felt like... Uh, that was the guy I wanted to play for, and I'm really glad I made that decision, and I got to go to Jacksonville because I loved every second of it. That's awesome, man. Austin Hayes with us, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, and uh, how much you just itching to get going? How tough is this right now? To You should be some 50, 60 games into a season, and, and there's no ball. Yeah, it's uh, it's really tough, but these are the moments where it's very important to uh, stay focused on what we were working for all off season and working for all spring training. Um, just because all the coronavirus and everything's going on right now, it's not a reason to take a vacation, take time off, anything like that. We got to keep working and stay prepared and stay focused for when the season does start because we are going to play. Um, so I'll be ready whenever that is. Man, I got a lot of just doing everything I can to to stay locked in on it. Absolutely. Uh, best of luck when it when it does get going. Hopefully that is soon, right after, uh, maybe right around the 4th of July. We'll see what happens with it. Um, i got a lot of former Orioles and Orioles on the show today. We've got DJ Stewart coming up a little bit later on. Anything I need to tell him? You got any dirt on DJ? Nah, nah. I saw a video of him deadlifting like 600 pounds the other day. <laughs> so I know he's, obviously he's recovering just fine from his ankle surgery. Me and him almost, I mean, we basically had the exact same surgery done on our uh, on our ankles. Mine was in 2018, and then uh, he had his this past off season. But he looks like he's doing really well, looks healthy, and um, I'm happy to see him getting back to it. That's awesome. Uh, Austin Hayes with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Thanks for jumping in, man. We are uh, look forward to watching you uh, over the next few years with the Baltimore Orioles. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. No problem. Thanks. Austin Hayes with us. And we're going to jump right into Connor Maribel, who's with the Cleveland Indians organization. Sorry to keep you waiting a little bit, Connor. I'm backed up a couple minutes. I got to stay on task. It's the toughest thing I've ever done in my profession over 20 years is get all you guys on in the same afternoon on this radio show. But we appreciate you being patient. 25th round by the Cleveland Indians in 2015. Connor Maribel is a doubles machine, 125 doubles, 36 home runs in the minors and a 266 average still in the minors but hopefully on his way to the big leagues how you doing man hey thanks for thanks for having me i enjoyed uh listening to austin 
Oh, yeah. good stuff. It, it's really wild. You guys all know each other, right? Uh, to some degree, or have played against oh, yeah. each other. Yeah, we, I played with Austin for a year. Uh, t- my junior year when I got drafted, he was one of my teammates at Jacksonville. Yeah, I can't keep up with the years and when everybody was drafted, but but even like the just this generation of players whether it's because of perfect game or seeing people at tournaments or now college ball or, or crossing paths in the minors don't you guys all kind of have a bit of a fraternity anyway absolutely Brent. it's a small knit group uh the, the baseball world is super small the longer you play and the higher up you get the smaller that circle gets too Connor Maribel with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 in the Cleveland Indians organization. What's it been like, man? What's professional ball been like for you and some of the successes that you've had at the minor league level? Are you excited about it? Oh, absolutely. It's It's been a journey of mine since, uh, shoot, since I was a little kid, and uh, I've enjoyed every second of it, and I'm uh, I'm living the dream playing baseball, obviously right not right now, but training and, and getting ready for this season. Um, I grew up with baseball in a baseball family, so my dad's uh played at JU, Jackson University, and he uh, coached at Wolfson High School, so just grew up a baseball fan. Scott Maribel, of course. There are so many Maribel. You better play baseball if you're a Maribel, right? <laughs> That's right. I got my brother over at UNF. He's going back for his last senior season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Luke Maribel down at Creekside, uh, part of the family as well. Uh, Scott Maribel, somebody told me that I think when he was with the Dodgers, has he told you a bunch of stories? Did he room with Piazza? That is true. I can confirm that. Yeah, he's roommates with Piazza. He's actually in uh, Piazza's book, if you've ever read that. Okay, I have not read it, uh, but that's probably where it came from. How many stories does he tell you? Like, or as you were getting into professional baseball, um, did you ask him a lot about it? Yeah, I, just growing up uh, around him all the time, he's telling stories, and that's kind of inspired me and made me passionate about the game as well. I think I haven't, I wouldn't be in I, where I am right now without him. I don't want to get you in trouble, Connor Maribel, uh, with us in the Cleveland Indians organization. Uh, so I'm not saying, hey, uh, I want out of Cleveland. I'm just saying it's stacked in the outfield. There's a bunch of you guys, like so many young players in the outfield in Cleveland. Is is that tough to handle? Does it breed competition? Do you embrace it? What's it like for you? Exactly. Uh, you know, you just try to embrace it. There's a lot of opportunity out there. The guys are young. Um, so you don't have any other like t- guys tied up early on in my career, like Michael Brantley and some superstars that you know you can never break your way. Uh, so you know you just try to stay positive and just let that competition fuel you. And um, and if you get the chance, if someone goes down or you start performing, um, that opportunity is right there for me. So. Connor Maribel with us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 in the Cleveland Indians organization, of course, out of Jacksonville University. Uh, you have played. In Akron, uh, their double-A affiliate of the Cleveland Indians, ironically owned by Ken Babby, who owns the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, and he's done a great job up there in Akron with that ball club. How fun is that park to play in uh, with the attendance they get and what they've done uh, with the Akron organization? Oh, my. So, yeah, it's it's very similar, obviously, because Babby owns both teams, and I grew up going to the Suns games, and I was a bat boy for the Suns and was just around that atmosphere. Um for a while, and so just going to Akron and uh, playing up there and being able to uh, meet Ken Babby and, and build a friendship with him, it's just been uh, awesome. Uh, I've been there for three years, and um, we, we draw pretty good crowds up there in Akron as well. Yeah, well, my research went deep, Connor, but it didn't go that deep. I didn't know you were a bat boy for the Suns. <laughs> well, fortunately, my dad played in the Dodgers organization, 
and they were in Jacksonville for a long time. And so his manager in Double A was the manager for the Suns back in uh, the early 2000s, around 2004 through seven. So I got the bat boy. Uh, for him a couple years. <laughs> ha, that makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. Great story uh, from Connor Maribel. All right, I'm going to finish with this. What is it about all the doubles? I'm pretty sure you led double A in doubles one year. Uh, have you always been a gap hitter like that? Uh, do you want to uh, uh, parlay the doubles into into home runs? Tell us a little bit about the power, the extra bases, and, and why you've kind of become a doubles machine in the minors. Right. Um well, uh, I consider myself a power hitter, even though I don't hit as many home runs or the leader on the team in home runs, because um, doubles are considered power, too. So tri- doubles and triples. Um, so I've always prided myself on uh, getting the second base. My first manager, Travis Fireman, who was a big league all-star for the Indians, managed me, and he said, if you want to make it to the big league, find a way to get the second base. <laughs> so I kind of pride myself in um, stretching out the extra bases and be able to use all fields, go to left center, and, and, and be able to pull the ball, too, as well. Connor Maribel, another proud JU guy, Maribel family, big down in St. John's County at Wolfson as well. And uh, Dad, Scott, played in the minors uh, with the Dodgers organization. Thanks for taking some time, man. We hope you guys get going soon. And, and if I really hope there's minor league baseball so you can keep uh, keep knocking some doubles in the gap. Thanks, Brent. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. That's Connor Maribel with the Cleveland Indians organization. Uh Really doing well. 25th round pick of the Indians back in 2015. Had some great numbers. And uh, it is crowded with the Indians organization in the outfield. So you hope he gets a chance. can get frustrating uh, when you're putting up some numbers and, and maybe not getting the call. But hopefully it comes soon enough for Connor Maribel. All right, one more guest before we take a break. And uh, this guy's down in St. John's County. Uh, this guy's a good buddy. And he has some stories to tell. You ever hear of Bryce Harper, Jamison Tyon, Manny Machado? This guy played with him on Team USA. I think it was back in 2009. Welcome, Latson Montgomery, to Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Laddie, what's up? Hey, buddy. How we doing? Doing great. All right, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Uh, what was that experience like for you guys, the Pan Am Games? And now we know, right, there was a recent article, I think The Athletic did, the $750 million draft of 2010. Those were the first three picks. Yeah, man. It was it was wild. You know, the uh, getting the opportunity to represent your country on foreign soil, first and foremost, is, is you know, once in a lifetime. And, uh you know, kind of getting to be around all those guys before they were all, uh, you know, worth hundreds of millions of dollars was uh, quite the experience. I bet it was. Uh, how good were those guys then? Obviously, you were pretty good to be on the team as well, and I'll get into that in a moment. But could you just tell uh, they were going to be mega superstars? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the exhibition games leading up to it, you know, we were all 17, 16, 17 years old, and we we played college teams coming through, and and those guys really put on a show. And, uh, you know, it, it was different because for the first time in a while, they weren't pay, playing just to see how much they can get paid. They were playing for something much bigger. And so they could kind of relax and just kind of let their ability level speak. And, and it was every time they'd get in the cage or get on the field, it, it was a show. How good were you guys as a team? I mean, just roll people. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I think the closest game we played was like an 8-2 game against Cuba. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't even close. 
Uh, pretty good stuff. Latson Montgomery with us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Played with Machado and Harper and Tyon uh, for that uh, Team USA team back in 2009. And a really good player in his own right out of Creekside High School. In fact, first uh, Division One signee from the baseball program at Creekside. That's a pretty cool honor. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was fortunate to be surrounded by by a lot of good people and a lot of good opportunities. And uh, yeah, I got to go to the University of Alabama out of out of high school, and you know, it was a pretty cool experience. You were telling me the other day, there's been nine home runs hit at Creekside High School. Laddie's got one of them, so I won't make him brag on himself. But a guy by the name of Javi Baez has a couple more, doesn't he? Yeah, he had uh, two in. And back-to-back at-bats that uh, I'm not sure they've landed yet. They were about 430 to dead center. And, and uh, yeah, he was electric. You know, everyone kind of knew, you know, he had an opportunity to be become the dude that he is today. All right, so you've seen some unbelievable talent, uh, whether it's here or, or with Team USA. Can you just tell sometimes, uh, and, and Jacksonville's right up there, right? I mean, you see some really good talent coming out of here. Yeah, I mean, I think even, you know, last year's draft class in Jacksonville, you were kind of able to see it. You know, you had guys like Tyler Callahan and, and Nathan Hickey, just to name, you know, a couple, and, and Hunter Barco, where where you can kind of tell they're they're more seasoned, they're more physical. And I've been able to see a bunch of guys around, around the country since I was a recruiting coordinator at Chipola that, you know, the guys out of Jacksonville tend to have a little different edge to them. Uh, that they haven't always had, and and I think it's it's impressive to see the development in the area. Lanson Montgomery with us now, the assistant coach at Creekside High School. How fun is it for you to be able to kind of go full circle? I mean, shoot, you're a young guy still, but to play there, be the first Division One signee, could flat out hit the baseball, uh, go to Alabama, Chipola, uh, play on Team USA, and now be able to coach a lot of the young guys. Yeah, you know, it's it's a great opportunity. Obviously, I get to. Coach, your guy and, and, and Ty and, and, uh, you know, for, for us and all of us coaches, when, when our playing time's done, you know, it's, it's our job to kind of give back to the game because it gave so much to us. So, you know, to have the opportunity to kind of help build the, the next generation of uh, young players out of Jacksonville, you know, makes it easy to put your pillow, your head on your pillow at night. All right, man. Well, uh, good work with you and, and Chris King over there at Creekside and everybody down in St. John's County. Who was? Let me ask you this one more thing. Uh, Kyle Parker, was he basically the first guy from St. John's County uh, in terms of draft and all that, or was, am I missing somebody? No, you actually had Paul Fagan uh, not too long before that. I think Fagan was a, a fourth-rounder out of Bartram, if I recall correctly. Okay. Um yeah, but he was right right there. I think he was that kind of close to maybe, maybe right when Bartram opened. Uh, Fagan was a pretty high draft pick out of there, too. So uh, that's, be careful now. You don't want to give a little too much love to Bartram Trail, especially Fitz <laughs> over there. Well, you know, Fitz is our good buddy, so <laughs> we'll, we'll throw him some bait. <laughs> All right, man. Latson Montgomery, thanks for joining us and, and sharing a little bit about Team USA, Manny Machado, Harper, Tyon. Uh, those must have been fun times, and everybody should check out uh, the article in The Athletic. Thanks for coming on. All right, thank you, Brent. All right, that's Latson Montgomery. All right, we are making the rounds. Coming up next, JU baseball coach Chris Hayes will join us a little bit later on. Storm Davis, Bob West, DJ Stewart, and more on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Coos, how you doing? Doing a heck of a job calling everybody. Are we going to make it? I'm sweating. You're sweating, I know. I feel like Austin. <laughs> I got a little behind there uh, with Austin Martin. We catch up.
We go to break. When we come back, we talk more Jacksonville baseball. Appreciate all the guests coming on. Who's your favorite player from the area? Who's your favorite coach? Jump in on social media. We'll talk about it soon. I think with us, it's um, you know, it's a fluid situation, obviously, but. From a player's perspective, my perspective, I'm for whatever gives gives us the safest chance to get back out on the field as fast as possible and gives the fans the best product that we can provide. And so I don't think it has to have a number of games on it. I'm up to playing as many games games as we can in a safe way. Like that's where I'm at. So if it's a you know 100 100 days we have access to, then then double headers and you know less days off. As long as you know we could probably talk about expanded rosters. Like there's ways where the players and and MLB can partner together to get our fans the product that they want and we want to give them. Action Sports Jacks recently caught up with Daniel Murphy from Inglewood and Jacksonville University, 13th round selection out of JU in the 2006 draft, NLCS MVP in 2015, All-Star in 14, 16, and 17, 298 average, 135 home runs, and... Outside of Chipper Jones, I think I think he's earned more money than anybody else that's come out of Jacksonville. Uh, at least from the research I could do, ten years now in the big seventy-three million bucks earned for Daniel Murphy. You probably don't want me to share that part of it. Uh, Murph is is heavily involved in the talks between Major League Baseball and what's going on uh, with the Colorado Rockies. So. Uh, he respectfully didn't want to get into that part of it, and I know he's got a lot going on. Either that or, or somebody I know roadblocked him from coming on uh, because, uh, well, he might have done that too. I'm not sure. But anyway, we love catching up with Murph. He's joined the program before. And I think a lot of responses here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, when I put out the question of who is Mr. Baseball in Jacksonville, the answers, if I had to tally them up, Daniel Murphy's name came about quite a bit now he wasn't a star from what i understand back in the high school days but he emerged as one at ju and now in the big leagues i would say a late bloomer of sorts all right underrated now as a mr baseball candidate and maybe the next one along with murphy if we ask this question again in five to ten years we'll see what he does with that ju baseball program but he's off to a heck of a start is our next guest we're celebrating local baseball and few things say local baseball like Chris Hayes, the JU baseball coach. Wolfson High School, he coached. That great team I'm going to ask him about. Obviously played at JU, coaching at JU, drafted a couple of times. Hello, Chris Hayes. How you doing? Don't you put that on me, Brent. All right? <laughs> Don't you do that. Hey, man. Mr. Baseball. Now, I'm... Mr. Baseball is Daniel Murphy, and there's no question about it. I mean, is that he... guy's done That guy's done more for, for baseball in the, in the city of Jacksonville. Um, just from a notoriety standpoint, you know, obviously nationally, but more importantly, what he's done in the community that nobody knows about. Yeah. I mean, that guy loves this town. And that's the one thing that, like, one, I appreciate you doing this today. This is awesome. I mean, it's been fun listening. And, um, you know, but what Daniel and what everybody else on this, you know, on this show today, and for a lot of guys that aren't, they love Jacksonville. And they love living here. They love being a part of it. They love being a part of the culture. And the fact that Murph is as willing and giving as he is to the community 
to me, is what separates it from everybody else. I think you just brought up a great point, too, and it's the stuff we don't hear about with Daniel Murphy, uh, that uh, he's been tremendous. And, and I mentioned the money that he's earned. Well, he's given a, a lot of dollars back to the community. He's done great things over at JU as well. He's given back to Inglewood uh, as well. So he, he should be celebrated. And I, I still I find it unbelievable when you're looking up stuff about guys, and we know what Chipper did, right, and Baez, of course, and now recently Howie Kendrick, what he did last year to win a World series with the washington nationals and then you remember the magic of 15 and daniel murphy i mean it's an unbelievable story uh, nobody would have predicted this though when he was back in high school right chris i don't know i mean obviously there was a lot of guys that passed on um a lot of guys that overlooked daniel but uh, competing against him i sat in the other dugout competing against them with some pretty good arms i mean eric hurley and billy butler both of them are running it 88 to 93 with what Billy had a breaking ball and Eric had a slider and like nobody wanted to hit those guys. And Daniel seemed to not have much of a problem with them. So he was doing it at a young age. It's just, nobody saw it. I got it. Um, and, and like even at JU, I mean, look three years, he, everybody questioned what position he was going to play, but he could always hit. And that was the one thing Daniel could always do. It's just the, his, his hand-eye coordination, the ability to put uh, ball to barrel, um, he's recognized the pitch out of the hand sooner than pretty much anybody I've ever worked with. He and Billy both. Billy Butler was one of those guys that you saw it out of the hand. He saw it out of the hand so early he could recognize the pitch so early, and his in-the-zone discipline um, is what separates him. And that's the same thing with Daniel, those two guys alone. But um, – but yeah, man, thirteenth round. Are you kidding me? Thirteenth round. I mean, he's like I was probably like four hundred picks ahead of him before he went, and he's going to have a, a pretty darn good baseball career. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. He's in I think two ninety eight his career, and and listen, when I said that, by the way, would anybody ever expect this? I I mean it as a compliment because what he's done to his game. I mean, baseball is the great late bloomer sport anyway, even in the big leagues, and I think Murphy's an example of that. I mean, he's become a star over the last uh, handful of years and, and earned every single bit of it. Chris Hayes with us, Jacksonville University baseball coach, but the uh, the roots run deep for Jacksonville baseball with Chris Hayes. I mean, unbelievable. Was that Wolfson team? The question I put out earlier this week and got a lot of responses now. 1988 Sandalwood is standing up right now. They're waiting for what I'm going to say. But was that 2004 Wolfson team the best ever from this area? I mean, there's some really good talent on that team. Um, not to mention the two guys, at, those two guys at the top, but then you got Division One talent on that team, and the coaching staff was phenomenal. Um, and actually, it got better when I left because in '04 I actually ended up going over to JU. So, um, you know that 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 group was pretty special. But I can speak from experience now. That '88 team was pretty special. Was it like those guys? Um, I was a I was an eighth grader, and you knew those guys. Those guys were. Um, they were big leaguers in Jacksonville, and I mean, of course, there were a couple of big leaguers on that squad anyway. But um, that was a that was an unbelievably talented group, one that I don't know that you could ever duplicate. You know, again, uh, it has to be. It's more like a travel baseball team yeah. before travel baseball ever existed. Um, you know, I mean, you got a guy look, and you got a guy sitting on the bench. You know, keeping keeping everything warm. That played in the big leagues for a long time. They did irrelevant. I mean, it's it's um, he's not even really in the mix there. And and that guy, um, he, you know, he's just a pup and not even playing on the JV squad. 
but those guys, the, the, you know, the Johnny Farrells and the Tracy Wilds and those guys, man, they're warriors. I mean, in my mind, when you talk about Jacksonville baseball. That's awesome. Nobody better maybe to talk about it with than Chris Hayes. He's seen a lot of it in the uh, Jacksonville area. By the way, Chris Hayes drafted a couple times, made it up to double A, good player in his own right. He's not going to talk about that much, so I'll tell you about that. And obviously doing a great job with the JU Dolphins. What is it about Jacksonville, man? Why? I mean, this is unbelievable. I, I'm from Rhode Island. We have Rocco Baldelli. And, and like, that guy could be king of Rhode Island because he was drafted in the top five. But that's it. Like, this around here, this is the reason I'm doing the show. I think it's almost underappreciated, all these guys we're mentioning, because the baseball is just so darn good and has been for decades. Uh, it's something about this area up here. And it's the one thing that has stayed consistent is Jacksonville baseball. We've always, all of us have all got a little chip on her shoulder. And no matter how talented, the guys are that we're playing against from other areas. Um, we've all got a little chip and we all play. We may not be as polished. We may not be as pretty, um, you know, but we're inside. We've got a lot more and there's, we all play with a little bit of, uh, I don't know. We're kind of a little mean when we play that game. And I think Laddie said it pretty well um, just recently. And, you know, there's something, there's an edge to the guys and um, it's not always pretty, and it's just not that way. It's always the cleanest, but man, oh man, is it tough. And uh, you know, that's the one thing that going leaving Jacksonville, playing professional for a couple years, and then coaching perfect, coaching at the professional level for a couple years, um, you know, and then coming back, that's what you see. And then recruiting. I mean, obviously, recruiting's national, so I gotta I've got to go all over the country and, and get a feel for the different personalities of the areas and nothing duplicates this North Florida area, man. Yeah. And that's a uh, shoot, man. It's a bit special. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Hey, I'm just going to give you a sense. This is how, what it's like been like me for me for the last week or so. When I, when I said, Hey, let's do this. Let's celebrate Jacksonville baseball. I just got a text from Kyle Malbesh, man. I forgot Chris Roberts from Middleburg high school, second rounder out there. First rounder out of FSU played 10 years in minor leagues. Big time name here <laughs> lives in Orlando. Now, you know how many times I got that this week? And then Renzo Shepard, uh, <laughs> it says, Hey, tell Hayes. I said, hello. That's my favorite coach. See that? Renzo back during that? the Wolfson days. How about that, man? He's a heck of a player. Good, a better person. I mean, he's a great player, but man, what an unbelievable person he is. So I appreciate it. Uh, that's pretty cool. And, and listen, you've recently had a ton of success at JU with getting guys like in the professional ranks. We just had Austin Hayes on. Thank you, by the way, for helping get him on. Uh, he's a rising star. Uh, I think he was too humble to admit it, but I mean, Baltimore thinks very highly of him. And you've got guys that were drafted last year. You're going to have more. You are finding the talent and a lot of it right here. Uh, guys, I mean, it's guys want to be a part of what we're doing over at JU. They do, and it's it's awesome. It's a credit to TA. It's a credit to Terry Alexander and the legacy that he has built at JU. I mean, Jacksonville University isn't anywhere close to what it is without Terry Alexander and what he was able to put together when he shouldn't have. You know, JU existed as a university. Uh, as a college, but they didn't necessarily put a ton of emphasis on athletics. They really sank a lot of energy and resources into the academic side of things. Um, and TA took that job and made it more than what it should have been and made that, made that program more than what it should have been. You know, building the facility, finding ways to be creative, never really accepting the answer, the word no, just using that as kind of a speed bump. Um, you know, what TA built, 
is the reason why these guys like Austin and Daniel and Connor, you know, and Mike Bowman and Chris Gow and Mike Casala and the, and the local guys and John Casala, the local guys want to continue to keep coming to JU. And it's it's because of that guy, man. It really is. Yeah, and we we brought up his name a couple times already. We need to continue to do that, uh, and it's in good hands right now. Chris Hayes, I I hate to rush you off, but we got Bob West coming up next, and then I got a break. I wish I could spend another hour with you, but thanks for joining us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety. Appreciate you, Brent. Thank you. You got it. Uh, that's Chris Hayes, JU baseball coach. Uh, well, that was brilliant stuff, what he was saying. And he <laughs> he's like an encyclopedia uh, for Jacksonville baseball. And so is this guy, legendary coach at Bishop Kenny High School. We're talking Papal Bonds and Chapmans of uh, Coach Those Guys and more. Bob West at Bishop Kenny. Say hello uh, to the legendary Bob West. How you doing, coach? Doing great, Brett. Thanks for having me. All right, I got to go over the the numbers here. 532 wins in 23 years, one state championship back in 2002, 10 trips to the final four, 16 district titles. Oof. How was that 2002 team? Really good. Uh, and, and that was one of those teams that uh came out of nowhere. You know, the ones that you, you don't expect it or are the ones that 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 come up and do something special for you. Bob West with us, uh, former Bishop Kenny coach. Just named the field after you. How was that? Oh, it was unbelievable. I still, to this day, can't believe it. It was such a great day. As a matter of fact, it was probably the, the last activity that went on in the city before everything started shutting down. Uh, and so it was a truly a special day. So many people, so many ex-players and coaches that, Came out and uh, is just uh, they really did a they did a fantastic job and I'm blessed to, to have my name out there. Bob West with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 as we continue to celebrate local baseball. We had Don Suriano on earlier, Mike Boswell, and when you think of big names and coaching in the area, this is one of them right here. Bob West from Bishop Kenny. What does it mean all the years later, now that uh, you're not coaching, to see those guys come back, uh, to see what players have to say to you, not just have the name. Or being in, in a Hall of Fame, I, I know those, those are unbelievable things and great accolades. But it's got to be the relationships and, and kind of seeing them as men now that you had a little bit to do with that. Oh yeah, the uh, the whole you know the whole atmosphere uh, and the and the rewards that that, that I got uh, are, are with the, what I, what I know those guys now as friends. Um, you know, some of them are coaches, some of them are doctors, some of them are lawyers, some of them are professional baseball players. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm blessed that uh, I was around those type of people and uh, and maybe had a little influence on on their discipline and, and, and their hard work. Um, that was something that, that just about anybody in the program that wanted to be a part of the program had to buy into. Uh, was some discipline and also that, uh, there was gonna, you were gonna have to go out there every day and pay your dues and, and, uh, uh, put, put forth the work. Bob West with us here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, legendary coach from Bishop Kenny. All right, Bob, um, I'm going to end with this. Uh, I think there are so many good players. Sometimes I'll go watch a high school game or a travel ball game and I'm like, I don't even see a lot of separation. Uh, I don't know what good is. You obviously know what good is and was. Did you know Papelbon, Matt Gamble, Ben Gamble, Darren O'Day, those kind of guys? 
Uh, did you know those guys were destined for big league careers? You know, they had their own their own ways about them. It's funny because with Jonathan uh, Papelbon, you know, for us, he didn't want to pitch. He wanted to play first base and uh, hit. And, and matter of fact, that's who he, when he signed with Mississippi State, uh, that's that's that was his that was his forte. Uh, he did pitch a little bit for us, but that wasn't you know that wasn't his thing until he got out to Mississippi State and did those things. Travis, on the other hand, there was something about him that he always just was always get, able to get that out, always to, able to beat out that that one hit. Um, and then you had the gambles that they could just hit. And uh, and you looked at them, and then uh, you know they 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 would play defense. They would do spectacular things on defense that were special. Uh, Kevin Witt, first round pick of the Toronto Blue Jays that we had. Um, Kevin is from the day he walked out on the field. You just knew that this guy was different than the the rest of them. I used to tell people sometimes you can just watch kids play catch. And when you get to see them play catch, you can kind of tell what type of player they are even before they hit and do anything else, mm. uh, just their actions and their movements. And all of those guys uh, were, were, were special, and, um, and they each found their own way uh, to get to the big leagues, and, and uh, you know, they're so, we're so proud of them. Uh, I'm just lucky to be uh, having been a part of their lives. Well, you certainly were Bob West, uh, and you know you had. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Kevin Witt because I'm sure he gets forgotten around here. That was back, in, I think, in like '76, uh, late '70s, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. And then Tony Ritchie is a guy I think that gets overlooked too. Or somebody brought him up to me the other day. Said, "Man, that guy was awesome. Played at Florida State as well." Uh, so you've got some underrated guys too because you've had so many great players. Well, I tell you, Tony was special, and uh, he was another one that from the time he walked out there, uh, he. He would he 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 was just one of those guys that when he swung a bat he just never swung and missed and uh, lucky enough went to FSU and did really really well and um, got a chance to to get drafted and uh, uh, play play quite a few years and uh, the funny thing about Kevin Kevin's son he has a son who's a senior this year play he plays in Houston Texas who's projected in the top 150 picks I thought that was so, him yeah yeah yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Kevin Corsine out of high school, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, you know if, if that if uh, that if follows through with with dad or not. But uh, uh, those guys are just you know even even today uh, when you when you get to talk to them and and, and meet with them and um, they just uh, you know for me it's it's a great thing for for them to be around to bring up their high school days, and uh, hopefully we made a difference. Uh, you absolutely did, Bob West. Uh, I've had so many comments on social media about you and your career and your impact on Bishop Kenny and baseball in the area. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. And by the way, the tradition continues at Bishop Kenny. Look out for Colby Halter, uh, likely yes. a, a draft pick coming up. Uh, even though the draft has been shrunk down, uh, he could be a big leaguer soon enough, or at least professional uh, soon enough, enough if he doesn't go the college route. Uh, Bob West, thanks for jumping on for a few minutes. I wish we had longer, but uh, I love the five or six minutes. Brent, thank you so much.
You bet. Bob West uh, from Bishop Kenny joining us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. By the way, I've got a ton of names, folks. Brian Busher, Austin Slater, Bill Terry, Hall of Famer. Actually lived in Jacksonville after his playing career, not really from here. Desi Relaford, Vince Coleman, really tried to get Vince on, had no luck, but from Reigns High School, fourth all-time in stolen bases. We'll have Billy Butler a little bit later. Papelbon, Gamble, Darren O'Day, Chris Barnwell went to Nice and Flagler. Murph, of course, Tyler Callahan got drafted last year by the Cincinnati Reds in the third round. Donnie DeWeese out of UNF. Kyle Parker, we mentioned. Adam Wainwright over the border in Georgia. Michael Jones from Wolfson and the Atlanta Braves, of course. Derek Nunley drafted in 1999 out of Inglewood, played with Brett Myers that year. We mentioned Austin Slater, Mike Clevenger from Wolfson. Oh, man, I got more names. I'm going to use all my research today. I've got an hour left to do it. Storm Davis joins us next on ESPN 690.